Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. This particular ex-boyfriend was my first ex-boyfriend. My first boyfriend. We were together for about seven years, from about 17 to 23. I thought he was going to write a letter about, like, you know, the emotional side of things, like... What I, what I was like as a person, like a girlfriend. But what he basically wrote to me was... Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that I got so drunk last night that we've had to record another episode because last night's was so short because I was so drunk. I thought you were going to say that you were so drunk last night that you pissed yourself. Oh no, but we did tactical chunder, both of us. We both did a tactical vom. A strategic book? Yeah, so before we begin, I would like to extend my apologies. to everyone because last night I got absolutely trashed by mistake I was only supposed to have a few drinks before the podcast to like you know I'm on holiday (laughs) loosen yourself up loosen myself up as if I need to and I got absolutely like off my tits to the point where I just re-listened to the yeah the episode and I've repeated myself about a hundred times and like the poor listener <laughs> wrote in, which was actually, to be fair, our advice was all right. I was- Do you know I what? Like, I think our advice was on point and who just, doesn't get pissed up and nobody acts in a dignified manner when they're, when they're that drunk. Nobody can judge. Oh, no. We've all been there. I was that way like last week and I was like assaulting people, not physically, but like emotionally and verbally in Belfast, trying to be <laughs> everybody's best friend. And my boyfriend was like, you're actually really annoying people. You have to stop. So I've been there. Every, probably the majority of people listening have been there. And if they haven't oh, got fucked up yeah. drunk on a podcast, they've done equally as stupid things. So don't worry about it. How are you feeling today? Most importantly. You know, I think that if we hadn't tacticaled, we'd be feeling rough today. But actually, it was like we stopped recording and then 
Beanie, my friend, was like, I'm just going to go tactical. And I was like, you've inspired me. Yes. And I it's went in and I basically then did the same. So we've woken up not too bad. Um, Good. She's going to come in in a second. And uh, we've I imagine a really in some nice dream day. you can't go and get a big dirty bacon sandwich, can you? Well, we... Um, We've had, we're staying at Nikki Beach, which is what I said. And 75 I mean, times a... yesterday. Thanks very much. Sorry. <laughs> we just you? love it here. The staff are so great. Anyway, um, so we've had a really nice, like, we had breakfast and I had a call for work. And my client was like, How are you feeling? I saw my stories last night. And I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. And he was like, Take your glasses off. That's how I can tell that you're hungover. He was like, Just take them off. You look much better without them. <laughs> For anybody that's listening, let me assure you that Fiona looks like an absolute vision today. Your hair is like tousled, tumbling down over your shoulders. You've got your eyelashes on, you've got a great tan. You look so tanned and gorgeous. Like the, the, obviously um, last week when I was hammered, blocked, the next day, Fiona, as you know, I had to, um, my dog vomited and then ate it up. And I sent you that video and I swear I looked like I'd been punched in the face. You actually look extremely well composed and put together. In fact, you look absolutely ravishing. Oh, thank you. That's... You're welcome. I love that. Please compliment me more. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've had a really great... I've had a really nice day. I. It's because I think a hangover is totally manageable if you do not feel sick or and you do not have a super cracking headache. Oh, like yeah. I felt a bit headachey, but nothing major. Like we had, a, I had a bit of a nap on the beach. Like I think that I do also think that hangovers are worse in the UK. Really? Or do you, yeah, no, because I either. always find that for me in, when I lived in Dubai and like being here on holiday, I jumped in the pool, literally like the first thing. And that just cures everything. Do you remember that you dragged me to your stupid fucking dog yoga? Um, It's not stupid, actually. It's a great activation, but I was hanging balls and we had to do this puppy Pilates after a crazy night out. And I literally bent over to pick up a dog that wasn't even mine. And then I literally vomited (coughs) on its neck. And then I had to sit that one out. So honestly, like hangovers are the same shit everywhere. But anybody that's listening that suffers from hangovers, here is my two cents worth. So oh, this yeah, thing that people say, um, oh, make sure you're drinking a, a water every other drink. Okay, who does that? Because I certainly don't. But two no. ibuprofen before bed and a big pint of like either water or dilute juice or Barack or something like that really, really helps. But the two ibuprofen before bed is such a winner and genuinely works. And when I forget to do it, I wake up with a banging head, but yet the two ibuprofen really helps. So that's my, that's my advice. Why do you think that it is ibuprofen and not Panadol? Is it because it could be Panadol? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's placebo. You could probably take two Smarties before bed, and the placebo effect helps. It could be aspirin. I mean, we're also not fucking doctors, so if you are thinking about taking medical advice from us, then you seriously need your head examined. But personally, Panadol and ibuprofen work very well. Yeah. No, that's that's a very good tip i did not do that but i actually don't feel too bad so that's Good. fine well, i didn't I get to tell say, you i didn't get to tell you a story yesterday that i really wanted to I talk to you about it i yeah, don't remember exactly. recording yesterday so a little bit um of backstory uh, if you listen to the podcast 
you can attest that Fiona was absolutely steamboat yesterday, but I've been trying <laughs> to get on a call with Fiona all day and she was like enjoying herself, living life to the max. So I was like, listen, take your time. I'm pretty much at home all day. I, you know, don't really have much of a life. So just you crack on. And then Fiona and I just had a little pre-podcast call and then I was disappearing off for 10 minutes, but I was actually going to have sex with my boyfriend because we have been, you know, busy all week and we are trying to make an effort to like book in sex dates, like sex 15 minutes or whatever. It sounds quite crass and um, quite cold and calculated, but actually it sometimes has to happen. So I was like, Fiona, I need to get off here. I'm going to go up here and bang your man. And Fiona was like, you have to try out that new method, the oral oh, yes. sex method, which is the called kibbin. the Kibben or Kibben? The Kibben method, K-I-V-I-N, okay. Kibben. So the Kibben method is not the traditional like getting licked out way where his head is just like straight and your bodies are aligned. His body then turns like almost like at a right angle to your, yeah. your thighs. So yeah, yeah. he was like going down and I was like, oh, can you just try this new thing? And he was like, Laura, are you going to put me on fucking Love Bites as a little like case study? And I was like, no, of course not. Come on. Like our sex life is out of bounds. <laughs> fucking jokes. And I was like, listen, I'll maybe reference it. Just get your head down there. So he was having a perfectly good time the regular way, getting really into it. But then I was quite conscious that I wanted him to try out this new method. So I was like, listen, just position your body there. And it was very awkward, like his legs. God love him. He's got big, long, massive legs. And they were like perched up on the bed frame. And I was like, how are you getting on? And he was like, I'm going to describe it to you in a way that I don't think you'll uh, take as sexy. So basically our dog is a fucking greedy bastard. And he eats way too quickly and then vomits. So we have bought him, actually, we didn't buy him. My lovely neighbour bought him a dog bowl that helps him um, eat slower. Um, and it's a very frustrating thing for him. He has to tilt his head and he has to do things to eat the food slower. But at the end of the day, he doesn't vomit. And he was like, I feel like Indy trying to eat the weird dog bowl. And that was not what I wanted to hear when my boyfriend was down with his head in between my legs. He couldn't quite get at it. He was really trying his best. He had neck ache. He felt like he was going to put his back out. And I was like, no, 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 just stay down there. Just stay down there. And he was like, you know what? For the sake of your podcast, fuck love bites. I want to get in and lick you out the normal way. I'm not enjoying this. So... It didn't go too well, but I feel like I was putting him under pressure. Yeah. I feel like if I naturally eased my body in a certain way or put his head in a certain way, angled in a certain way, he would have actually quite enjoyed it. But I just don't think he appreciated the fact that he was being a little love bite skinny pig. Selfish bastard. Did you, did you enjoy it though? Honestly, Fiona, we've gotten into this thing with sex recently where we cannot stop laughing. And when I looked at his body angled in this really fucking weird way with his leg had to be perched up in the bed frame, he just looked so, he just looked like a, a wee pathetic specimen. And I could not stop laughing. And I basically, I'm worried that I may have done a little funny fart in his face, but he didn't let on. <laughs> he would like never tell me. So um, the, the reason that I enjoyed it was because we were just having such a laugh right. and having fun not taking but, it seriously did the kevin wet method work well we had a good laugh about it um 
I'll definitely try it again and try to make it a bit sexy because sometimes when you get into that laughing mode, it's quite difficult for me to shift it then into sexual mode, into sex mode. Yeah. So I, I think that you have, maybe you need to like try it a few times. I definitely, the next person who has sex with me, whoever you are, we will be trying it. Okay, good stuff. Because you know what? You, you, you try it, report back. I'll also try it and try to take it a bit more seriously. Did you have your leg like this up? I had my like, leg. Did you have basically... it up and over him? Yeah, yeah. I had my okay. leg pretty much wrapped around his head. And then, um, yeah, I was basically clamping his head with my thighs. Have you watched Outlander? Oh my God, before? yes. It's so sexy. It's so sexy. Um, and I think there's a, there, cause there's basically for those of you who haven't, um, watched Outlander, it's, it's really good. It's on Amazon prime. I think it can, I think it's on some Netflix and it's, it's basically, I won't go into it, but it's really good. And it's like a period, it's like a period drama, futuristic, thing. weird sci-fi futuristic, type yeah. drama. Um, but it's so good and there's so much sex in it. And there is a scene where, I think he's doing the Kevin method because I remember watching it and I was like, oh my God, it's the Kevin method. So let me gin- find it. Is it the, the ginger yeah, guy, Jamie. the husband? Jamie, okay. yeah, the husband. He's um, very he's good looking, so isn't hot. he? Oh my God, do you know what I say about him? He is literally my perfect man. And actually yesterday, me and my friend, when we were at lunch, two drinks in, this is why we were so drunk. Um, she was like, what's your top three crushes? like celebrity crushes and I should have put him what are yours have we had this conversation before I know that you want yours is Jared Butler because he's our favorite man but top yeah. three and I'll tell you my top three I think do you know what I really don't fancy many people but yes I think if it was to take somebody it would have to be Jared Butler um I do like a little bit of Matthew McConaughey and what do you call your big Ooh. man from Game of Thrones the big Oh, Jason Mimosa. Yes, Jason Mimosa. That's not his name. Sexy bastard. It is his name, Jason Mimosa. Yeah, but I I always say Jason Mimosa, and that's not his real name. I just can't pronounce his name. Um, Do you know what mine are? Very hot. Tell me. So, well, now I'm going to add Jamie Fraser to the list Mm -hmm. um, from Outlander, but mine are so weird. And she was like, I've never heard. This is the weirdest list. So n- my number one crush of all time, and I would do bad things to have sex with him, is Russell Howard, the comedian. Russell Howard. Have a Google. The blonde guy. He, yeah. He's very funny and very articulate. But he's so funny. And every time, I, like, and it's so funny because my type in real life, I've realized I've got, I'll tell you in a second, but like he, I just, like anyone, if Guys can laugh girls' knickers off 100%. Absolutely. So him, Rami Malek as well, has always been my biggest crush. You know what? I can absolutely see that. He He's wonderful. I like a bit of a weird, like a weird looking guy, a bit sexy. And then, yeah, Jamie Fraser. I also had Jason Statham on there, but I think that's quite an obvious one. Do you know what? I find women <coughs> much more attractive. Like I would watch something and I'd be really? like, she is on my list. I'm, I'm not a lesbian, but I would I would be much more appreciative of how beautiful women are. Like that girl in, um, I said every time I watch Mamma Mia 2, the protagonist of Mamma Mia 2. I'm not sure of her name, but she's actually Lily quite a James. famous. 
I don't know, but she's in like Rebecca and Lily James, yeah. Like I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I like you I know, said, I sometimes feel like asexual. I don't really fancy that many people, but see, I know for sure, like that, like, and I I feel like who was I talking to this about? I think I was talking to this about my, with my friend, um, and she's gay, and she we were talking about it, and I was like. I know 100% in me that I am the straightest girl ever because I fancy like all my time, whenever I see a guy and I'm like, oh, he's hot. They are always like a really specific, very manly looking man. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I was saying yesterday that me very unarticulately, unlike Russell Howard, we basically have said we picked boyfriends for ourselves in the hotel that aren't our boyfriends and we don't even Mm -hmm. know their names, but they're our boyfriends. My boyfriend of the holiday is this like, and as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's my boyfriend. It, he's so tall and you know I like a tall guy he's like mm-hmm. absolutely massive and he's so hot but he's so manly and I realized mm-hmm. that every every single person that I have found find attractive is super manly yeah. apart from Russell Howard but that is different because that's obviously a fantasy but in um, real life man, manliness is so attractive it's and so hot I sort of feel so like hot. it's like a protective thing and yeah I feel like, oh my god, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. I sound like a right knob, but like, he's a big brute yeah, of a man. Sexy. With massive fucking thighs and that could just break your neck. And it's, yeah. and he's a, a real soft soul and a gentle giant. It's not like he's walking around being like, I'm a fucking man, bitches. You know, he's just a lovely dude. And, and I have to say, it makes me feel very, very protected. Um, yes. It's a, it's a lovely, it. it's a lovely feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, God, we can go on about our crushes all day, but I just, yeah, I, 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 I find women an awful well. lot more, more attractive, I think. That's so that I mean, obviously I appreciate like a hot woman, but I also, I don't know what's wrong with me, Laura, at the moment. I'm so horny. Like I cannot stop thinking about sex, mm-hmm. which is like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I had sex, not, I mean quite a, like a while ago but like I wouldn't I don't usually like sit and just think about, think it, about all it the time and I really really think it has something to do with because there is definitely a direct correlation between taking my coil out because I do think birth control like what we said when we um were did the sexless relationships Sur- episode suppress, and I said your about that a lot of birth controls can suppress your sex drive and mm-hmm. like ever since it got it got taken out now like two almost three weeks ago and fucking hell i can't stop thinking stop about thinking about sex. it funny enough okay so um an interesting fact to correlate with your horniness and uh your horniness more or less porn okay yeah oh yeah i want to hear this interesting fact <coughs> there are three top categories oh firstly how many percent like what percentage of women do you think according to this study admit to watching porn oh a very low i would say 20 percent. okay 55 percent actually admitted to watching porn okay uh-huh um apparently they they watch porn two to three times a week this is for the majority the top and this is according to pornhub so pornhub is the you know the largest fastest free porn platform that you can access and women 
the number one thing that they access is lesbian. Yeah. I was quite surprised by the second one, but um, and the third actually. So lesbian I get because we all know that women watch porn not to look at a man and his big fucking ball bag. They, the majority of women, look and appreciate another woman. True or false? Yeah, true. Okay. Second is threesome, which I get. And the third is gangbang. Apparently the, the, the category searched... Um, like by I'm women, third most popular is gangbang, and I've never searched for gangbang. I've never, I've never watched gangbang porn. I don't even think I, I know what a gangbang is. I, both you and I are not very kinky people. Like we're not kinky in the bedroom. Like I don't want to, I don't want to watch porn that like people are being hurt. Yeah, well, this is the off. thing. Threesome, I get, but yeah, gangbang, whatever, because is something that like I'm a... not sure I'd enjoy. I'd enjoy. But like, <clears throat> if the same people are searching lesbian porn, I can definitely see why they would search threesome because it's two. It's usually yeah, yeah, yeah. a threesome is usually two girls. I mean, unless the one of the girls being split roasted or something. I um yeah I do you, I watch porn. Yeah, do you know what I have to say? My porn um my use of porn would fluctuate with my sex drive. So yeah. there could be times that I might not watch totally porn agree. for weeks. It might not even occur to me. But then I think that's directly correlated to me having like a lull in my sex drive. Equally, yeah. I might watch porn like two, three times a week. Yeah, I think I'm in total agreement with you. Like if I was at home in this situation that I'm in, I'd be watching it every day with my vibrator, but unfortunately I'm not in, well, not unfortunately, I'm on holiday, so it's not like I'm I'm having a wank or anything. But How would you feel about watching porn with a partner? I would 100% like to do it. Okay. I've watched I porn with it. a partner before, and I haven't with my boyfriend, and it's not something that I would be adverse to. But despite us being very comfortable, I feel like I would be slightly embarrassed to bring it up, even though I know he would be like, yeah. absolutely, let's fucking do it. It's like, what genre shall we get into? And so I'd be like, lesbian. And imagine he was like, I don't know, like fucking some weird porn like category or whatever. But I mean, yeah. I feel like we're both pretty vanilla, but I definitely, I, my, I, yeah. I definitely would, I definitely would give it a bash. Yeah, I de- I have watched it with a partner before, and he made us watch some like police police guy a police policeman arrest this girl. It wasn't Mr. Handcuffs, just, to, just okay, to fair enough. It's an ex boyfriend, um, and I didn't really enjoy it. I do think though that men like porn, different porn. They one hundred percent watch different porn, lesbian porn. Do you do you more... know that men one of their top um top categories to search is amateur. So, oh, I prefer amateur, amateur porn, like home videos. I would never look at porn that's like the clearly orchestrated, stupid acting. Like, no. oh my god, you want to sort out my plumbing? Oh my god, let me write that. I was dick. Like, no fucking so way. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, my dishwasher's broken. Let me just bend over and check it. Exactly, like it's the amateur so stuff is... so obvious. It's so, so you know, I dated this guy and, and I'm, I've definitely mentioned him before and 
he is the guy that told me he was marrying his cousin. Remember I told you about him? Yes, yeah, I remember, yeah. So he's from a culture that would be, oh, wow, if you think Irish Catholics are weird about sex, his culture would be very, very, very intolerant of open sex education. So he learned a lot of his sex um, ethics or moves or vocalizations through porn. Through porn. And you could so tell, like, nothing was really organic or romantic or soft. He would say things like, you know, out of nowhere, and it really made me cringe. And even when I look back on it now, I just, oh, my skin crawls. He would say things like, you fucking like that bitch? You fucking like that? Take it, take it, bitch. Or like, he used to say this thing, and he said Oh my God, that's so, that makes my skin crawl. Yeah, he said, um, oh my God, if anybody I know is listening to this I'm so sorry but he would be like oh look at those pretty titties and I'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you but I realized that how he interacted me and engaged with me was exactly how those really cringe choreographed porn scenes are oh look at you you dirty bitch take it like a champ you fucking like it yeah you take it you say my name you fucking say my name (laughs) and I was like do I have to say his name or is this like a rhetorical question do I actually have to say his name so I would just sit there mute and be like say it and I'd be like uh "Uh, okay oh my god oh my god my ex-boyfriend my most recent ex-boyfriend I don't fucking care because I'm gonna say it he he used to have when we were having sex and he was about to come he by the way Beanie's just walked in she's probably like what are you guys talking yes. about um he would say say my name say my name and, and I was like Alex <laughs> oh you you just said it <laughs> I'm like it was also like a two-syllable name it's not like if it, if, if his name was like Joe be like Joe 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 that's like an easy name in the bedroom if you're like in the middle of sex to say, but his was like a two syllable name. It was like, it's like, Laura, Laura, I don't know. Like it was also, it's just, it was so distracting. And I said to him, I was like, it's really fucking distracting when you say that, because when you're having sex, you're like, think you have, if you, if someone's asking you to like, think about something, it just completely, because what you're trying to concentrate on is trying to have an orgasm and if someone's going say my name say my name say my name you're say like my name, ah! bitch say my name oh my say god my name, and bitch. this guy would also oh, be like um, yeah he'd do the same say my name bitch and i was like do you actually think that this is women what women want to hear but of course if you've only watched porn you know yeah you're, he did say to me he was years. like oh i thought he was like oh i thought it was sexy and i was like it's not <laughs> please stop yeah he um yeah he was a vo- really vocal. There, so I always think this. What do you think about this? By the way, we've not talked about the topic that we were going to talk about, but it's fine. Um, he, um, women, I think, only say certain things in the bedroom, and then we just recycle them. Which okay. is, yes, that feels good. Fuck me. Sometimes the fuck me harder. Uh, I'm gonna come. And that's it. I used to be so good at dirty talk. That feels good. I used to be such a like a like a filthy dirty talker. Now, like the only thing dirty about me is the fucking pots in the sink. I'm just a bit like (laughs) again. It all fluctuates with my sexual prowess, if that makes sense. So if I'm feeling unbelievably horny, I can say things that come naturally to me, which may be unbelievably dirty. 
or at times I'm just like, oh, I'd rather laugh. I just recycle the same, the same yeah, thing. You know what? It's good to give somebody encouragement because it's good to say, you know, God, like that's amazing. Or, oh, you're dick or I'm going to come or whatever. It, it's good to give people encouragement. Um, and, you know, yeah. nobody wants to. You know, an ex-boyfriend said something to me once. And he wasn't wrong, by the way. It's the guy that I, it's the guy that, I became, I fell out of love with and kind of had no sexual desire towards him because yeah. of this kind of real jealousy thing and it really turned me off him. But as a result, I wasn't enjoying sex and I started crying mid-shag. I don't know if I ever mentioned that, but anyways. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you did, yeah. I started crying mid-shag and I was like, oh, it's just because I'm so uh, in love with you. But actually it was because I was just so over the sex. But he told me I fucked like a dead horse. <coughs> Oh, and actually he wasn't wrong because I used to just lie there motionless because I didn't feel inclined to act in a sexual way to like expose myself sexually like I felt so kind of embarrassed if that makes sense because when you're no longer in love with somebody it's they're no they're no longer your lover that you can like fully yeah. lay yourself bare with um yeah so i mean god i always love find that when you you have sex with someone that you're not interested in like in a relationship or whatever it's kind of like burning your tongue and then you just carry on eating yeah exactly like a fucking dead horse yeah like you Poor guy. you know you don't you don't want to do it it doesn't taste right but you're just gonna do it anyway and you know what? I really learned from that. Um, when I started to notice a similar thing happening after that, that for me was the point where I had to call it off because I think in a relationship, there's definitely things that you can overcome. There's definitely, excuse me, there's definitely sexual issues that you can address. Everybody goes through lulls. So, you know, there's peaks and troughs. But when you get to that point where you're kind of a bit mm. like, oh, you've got the ick. Ah. Uh, from my experience anyway there's very there's it's very difficult to come back from that mm. it's only happened once and actually I will talk about this I wasn't going to talk about it but now I've decided to talk about it because I read it out to my friend at dinner um so this particular ex-boyfriend was my first ex-boyfriend my first boyfriend we were together for about seven years from about 17 to 23 and uh, he, I wasn't going to talk about this because I didn't want to give it him the time of like the airtime, but I will talk about it because it is funny. Okay. So he messaged me on Instagram and was like, hey, I just started listening to the podcast. It's really great. And me and him are like civil. We're not like great, but we're like, we're civil because it's mm-hmm. been about, we broke up about 10 years. No, not 10 years ago, but like we, we broke up a long time ago, nine mm-hmm. years ago now. And, um, then he goes to me, can I write in and explain what it was like to date you? And I was like, sure, that sounds actually like quite good content. I'd quite like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he sends in this letter. I'm not going to read it out. Maybe I will one day, but I will just say that it was probably the worst one. It was like, I thought he was going to write a letter about like, you know, the emotional side of things, like what I what I was like as a person, like a girlfriend. But what he basically wrote to me was a, 
a timeline of our relationship, but all the worst parts of it. Mm-hmm. And we were together mm-hmm. for a long time. And one, it had loads of spelling mistakes and just generally really poorly written. I, I don't care. I'm going to say it. And, but also this guy has a fiance. And if I was his fiance, I'd be really pissed off that he wrote me that letter. And he also, I just thought it was like such a shitty thing to do. It was so it was so clearly bitter because he basically also said like quite like private things things. about Mm -hmm. hurtful private things about one of our like our sex life and he said something like oh it was so like it was so embarrassing he said oh when we first had sex she gave me head for 45 minutes and i was like this is not like the locker room where you can lie it, this is a, a podcast primarily listened to by girls. Every single girl, if I read that out, would be like, you obviously didn't give him head for 45 minutes. You would literally have lockjaw if you did that. Mm-hmm. I and what, what, why did he... Why, I mean, I don't want to focus don't um, what, too much on it, but <clears throat> what what do you think that he was trying to achieve from that letter? Because well, you did, you did send know. it to me and I just thought it was a bit shitty. There was... You know, it was very shitty. It was. So, Fiona, the thing so is, weird. we've all gone through, had relationships, and we have acted in ways that we're not part of, that we've made mistakes. But there's definitely really good points to like our relationships and how we've been in the mm. past. This guy didn't really put forward too many great things, which I know is such bullshit because you're obviously wonderful to be in a relationship. You can be in a, a pain in the arse, but hey, who isn't yeah. a pain in the arse? And it just came across to me that. He was maybe quite bitter still and there to drag you down a little bit. And you know what? It would have been lovely if he had said some nice things and he just didn't. You also weren't asking to have your ego massage, but it was almost like none of it was constructive or helpful or insightful. It It was just like little jibes everywhere. Yeah. So anyways, fuck that Mm. letter. I said to him, we can't read it out because no one cares about your opinion, which is true. Like this is a podcast about our thoughts and our experiences Mm -hmm. and it was basically just the story of us what happened in our relationship and it was just and also it was he put really patronizing things in there like you know now I found someone that lifts me up and I I hope that from fee and it's like someone could probably read that and be like oh that's all right that's a nice thing to say and it's like no because he is quite vindictive but um I've lost my train of thought what was I gonna say I've completely forgotten. Anyway, the whole point of it was that I just, it was so bitter. And then I said to him, we can't, we can't read it out because Mm -hmm. no one, yeah, no one cares, basically. And he goes, oh, that's okay. To be honest with you, I just, I I just wanted you to read it from my, I just wanted you to read my side of the story. And I was like, your side of the story, we broke up like nine years ago. Like, like, are you still thinking about this? Half the shit in there also, I'd forgotten about. I forgot Mm -hmm. that even happened. It was so yeah. wild. And I just like, I think if any other of my, the other two of my boyfriends, if they had said to me, I'm going to write in about what it was like to date you, I know that it would be nothing but love and respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... And you know what? It's brilliant. that um, I'm, I'm actually still <clears throat> friends with, you know, a few of my exes. And I, I use the word friends loosely. Um, We're never going to like yeah. hang out together and stuff. But we're on terms that I could like drop them a message and if I saw them I would be I would love to see them catch up but 
yeah, exes are a really, a really dicey issue. And I think it's definitely something that we should speak about the ex issue. Um, and you actually, you shared something recently, Fiona, on Love Bites that I thought was spot on. And it was something about questions that you should ask people when you start dating them. And one of the questions was, if you and I started to date right now, would there be anybody in your life that would be upset by this? One, yes, I love that. I love that. And I have, and I'll talk about it probably on the next podcast, but I have had an experience that I wish Laura at 35 told Laura at my late 20s that bit of advice because you don't just have to have an ex-girlfriend, a crazy ex-girlfriend beating around or somebody that they're in a relationship. But if there's somebody that is emotionally tied to that person and that there's going to be an issue with you guys dating, you had better tread very carefully. And I thought that was really, really good advice, Fiona. And I wish I had have known that you know, in recent uh, and not so recent times, and it probably would have saved me a massive headache. Yeah, I and I think that's such a I think it's such an important thing to say. And I will definitely be saying it in the future. I will 100% ask, is there someone that would be upset with us dating in your Mm -hmm. life? Because I have been in too many situations where Mm -hmm. there has been someone and I've been caught up in it. And exactly like been hurt by it because I don't know. Like I actually most re- last night, my friend, she has like basically my dating history on her phone because she's still got screenshots and things like that from like five years ago. And there was this a screenshot of me basically bowing out of a situation with a guy. And I will talk about it another time because I do think it, it that what happened with him <coughs> needs its full own episode and it's extremely sensitive. But anyway, me and him went on we got together and then we went on a date and then we were gonna go on another date. So it was very early on. And then I found out that he basically had seen his ex-girlfriend or something or like the seen the girl that he was seeing before me and he was still like emotionally invested in her. And mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. like, I felt really shit because she's also like, she's like this beauty contestant. And I was just like, oh, that makes me sick. Why can't she be ugly, but whatever. And um, <clears throat> I remember, basically being like I need to bow out of this situation Absolutely. and I was actually self-preservation mature, though, mm-hmm. yeah I was just like I sent him this message being like I think you've got some unfinished business I need to bow out and then I read the message and he basically was like yeah um you're probably right I wouldn't I don't want to lead you on so I feel like we shouldn't really see each other anymore and I remember reading it last night going excuse me I just broke up with you don't re-break up with me I just did it. So just say yes, thank you and just leave. You can't re I hate it when people do that. Yeah, definitely something for us to talk about further because I definitely have some valuable insights that I would really hope can help people, having me learnt massively from my mammoth mistakes. And obviously that's what we're here for. And as always, if there's anything that you want us to discuss or ruminate on, then drop us um, an email or DM us at info at lovebites. What the fuck am I trying to say? Email us at info at lovebitespodcast.com or drop us a DM on Instagram. And we do love to hear your topics. And you guys have been so forthcoming. And we genuinely appreciate everybody that um messages us and um, emails us, DMs us. Um a lot of you girls and guys, by the way, are very open and 
like your support has just been phenomenal and Fiona and I appreciate every single one of you who take the time to listen to us to subscribe leave a review recommend it to your girlfriends um an email um yeah we're like we're, we're deeply appreciative and we just wanted you guys to know that like we love every single one of you that takes the time to listen and share we fucking love you you're absolute legends I'm gonna read out uh, this message that we got just to finish because it's really funny. Is that the girl and her dad? Yeah. Hang on. Okay. So we got this message and I, she, I asked her if we can read it out and she said yes. Actually, do you know what, Laura, can you read it out because she's, she's from where you're from and I think it would be funnier in your accent. Did you send me the message? I'm going to screen, I'll screenshot it to you. Okay. Organized as always, uh, folks. Always. <laughs> off the, it's off the cuff. Fine. Oh, where do you, where are you? Sorry. That's all right. Not as bad, not as bad as last night. No, fuck Fiona, that was bad. Do you know what? You were some crack though. Right. We'll not read out her name. Guys, I am absolutely dying inside. I've been loving your podcast since I started listening a few weeks ago and put on the episode about love languages, which has to start off talking about which has a start off talking about squirting and that's fine. Except I set up my parents Alexa yesterday and I still had my Spotify synced to play on the speaker. I was in the room upstairs and I didn't realise it had started playing downstairs with my dad present. It gets worse. Because I'm from a part of Ireland which has a very similar accent to Laura, he thought it was me talking. This morning he was like, who were you talking to last night and what were you talking about? I had to tell Alexa to stop. Kill me now. So she was, her dad was obviously hanging around in the kitchen reading the Financial Times and the Daily Mail or whatever, checking the GAA football scores and all of a sudden he thinks he, he hears his daughter talking about squirting I am so sorry because you sorry. also go in that episode you go was it a, a or was it a slow leak was it a slow leak and I am so sorry but this you know what this is this is just part of it and we often have messages from people saying oh my god we turned it on uh with our children in the car which is like please don't do that and it's just like some horrific reference but yes I feel like an Irish dad would be particularly on enamored by those references and I have heard on the great friend that my dad's been trying to listen to the podcast which is really fucking weird but he's just trying to be very progressive and opening his eyes to you know the sexual revolution but just don't do it to your daughter's sex podcast listen to anybody else watch all the porn you need but my father should never ever have been introduced to love bites and my food banks slash food wanks I love it oh, so much. Fifi. Also, I just wanted to say before we end, um, quite a few people have messaged out asking how they can um, how they can see the show notes. Yeah. And um, she's actually this this listener that asked about the show notes. She said a couple of weeks ago in Dubai, the screen <laughs> the screen in my Jamira Jane mobile got stuck with how to make your vagina taste nice, and I couldn't get rid of it just as well. My car wasn't testing at the time. How funny. <laughs> Um, so oh, just to say to, to find I love it to find the show notes if you go onto the podcast um, and you click onto the episode um, if you don't press play but you have to click onto the episode um, mm-hmm. it will come up perfect 
you, you scroll down basically to find it. If anyone has issues, you can always just DM us and I'll screenshot it and show it to you. Good stuff. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to head off because we are going out to dinner tonight. It was a pleasure, Fiona, Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed you yesterday. And what you said to me at the end of yesterday's podcast, when you were like, Laura, you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That actually, I nearly started crying. I don't know what's wrong with me at the minute, but I'm like crying at the drop of a hat. But you said it with such sincerity and love and warmth. And I was sitting there like Hagrid, but thank you. (laughs) Um, But have a fucking amazing holiday. Live your best life. Have fun, drink all the drinks, and just oh, no, ride. No more drinks now. This was like today. We're gonna have like we'll probably have one drink, but I don't know if I can. Oh yeah, famous it. last words. But one drink. It. Sure, sure, that's sure. That's it. I'm done now. I'm over. Okay, listen. My battery's gonna die, I'm so down. I'm gonna love you and leave you. God bless. Um, have you. a great God time bless. and lots of love. And darling, dear listener, we appreciate you, and we will speak to you soon.